Fans, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGenet Podcast. We are back after taking a uh, unplanned week off last week, but everything is all good. We are ready to rock and roll. I, of course, am one of your awesome hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined by your other two hosts, Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Fellas, what is going on this week? I don't know, man. I'm kind of pissed that, you know, we had to take blasting off because Chris wanted to try to meet the Undertaker, and uh, <laughs> fucking didn't invite me and Garrett to go meet the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think you guys wanted to meet the Undertaker I was going to meet. So. <laughs> did you go? Did you have to meet the fake, uh, fake Undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was it was a rough week though but we're back i'm good ready to rock and roll like i said Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) sorry sorry i couldn't bring you guys with me to meet the undertaker (laughs) (laughs) what's that inside as he didn't get to meet him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that is that is a plus <laughs> oh that is a plus side uh yeah so basically i ended up in the hospital last week um my hemoglobin red blood cell count was incredibly low um if i would have waited any longer to go to the hospital and not and continued not to listen to my wife i'm yeah, uh, would not be here right now doing this. So, uh, yeah, got everything taken care of, figured out what was wrong, and we're rolling and got out in time to go to Mad Monster Party in Charlotte. Um, literally got out of the hospital Friday and was out for a couple hours and on the road to, to Charlotte for Mad Monster to go stand in line all weekend to meet Robert England. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was awesome. Finally got to meet Robert England. Got my Freddy versus Jason versus Ash print signed. That is complete now, at least for me. Yeah. He's missing Robert's signature on there, which is pretty awesome. It's a really cool, dude. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool to meet him. Yeah. That's probably like, out of all the like four movie characters, he's probably like the coolest one to probably get to meet just because, yeah. like, He's the only one that's kind of like the face of this character and not this behind the mask. You know? Well, I met Kane Hodder, so he signed it. Um, I got his signature for Jason because I liked him as uh, Jason more than some of the other actors. But um, yeah. So he was actually pretty cool, too. Dude has, like, no neck in real life. Crazy. So. It's a big dude. I mean, he was pretty cool. And, uh, obviously, Bruce Campbell's a fucking man. So <laughs> that was awesome. So, yeah, but finally, like the he was um Robert England was at Mad Monster Party in 2018, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we do usually we do weekend tickets. Um, that year we only did Saturday. He's like, oh, I'll just go down, you know, for the day. On you know, we'll go down Friday night, go stay with you know rose's friend that lives down there visit with them and you know go to the convention on saturday and then you know come home 
Yeah. So, yeah, I waited in line for two hours for Robert England, and I got cut off two people in front of me. Oh, that fucking sucks. I'm glad you get the movie. Yeah. Yeah, So I've been waiting to get this damn print signed since 2018 to get it finished. But I've had the print since, like, 2010. Oh, cool. It's crazy. Yeah. That it's that it's signed, so yeah. And now it's hanging above above me down here in the uh, the fortress of heatitude. So it's awesome on the wall. So. All right, so that's um my random adventures for the week. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, I have one more joke. go ahead I and one more. I got one more joke. I got to work in. I got one more joke. I had a. I was gonna say, uh, Chris is the. <laughs> <laughs> Only person that had a lower red blood count than uh, Don Moxley. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't have to blade myself on TV every week. <laughs> oh, man, awesome. All right, let's get into a random band entrance theme. I'm gonna have myself Oh, who don't put this on? So random For fuck's sake Can we go first? Oh, man It doesn't matter It's the Jonas Brothers I know it's <laughs> I know it's Garrett's favorite band But, you know uh, The rest of us, not so much So it's like I had such a hard time choosing. Uh, There's so many good songs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It seems like all their songs are written for like a 12 year old girl. Uh, but um, in light of that, I thought back to like one of the funnier wrestling groups. And remember the Spirit Squad? Yep. Yep. So I'm gonna be a military leader, and uh, my entrance uh, music is gonna be "Pom Pom" by Dennis Brothers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I went with the year three thousand. Okay. Had a pretty pretty solid beat to it. So. Nice. Uh, Jonas Brothers is not my favorite band, but yet I can't deny I know a few of their songs already. Um, they are all made for I was gonna say like eleven year old girls, but twelve year old girls works too. Um, I will say uh, I don't think I think if you're picking a song, you're probably like I don't know, your character's probably like a Velveteen Dreamish character or something. So uh, I figure if I'm going to do that, I may as well just come out the sucker, you know? I got to be a sucker for you, you know? Uh, you would have one. You ready for next week? Because I got to pull it up. Have we done... I don't know if we've done this one before. I can't remember. Did we do prints already? No. No? No, we have not done oh, prints. But that is awesome, and I'm glad we... There 
All right. Um, I just happened to see this. We got some breaking news um, regarding Warner Brothers Discovery and AEW. Uh, so it looks like Warner Brothers Discovery has officially made a decision to move out of the regional sports business completely this year. It's already informed the NBA, MLB, and NHL of their intentions. Um, journal. Uh, so far, AEW wasn't explicitly mentioned, but AEW is categor- categorized under sports and TV directories. Interesting. So it's a possibility that... Uh, that AEW may be shopping for a new network. It said regional it sports. Regional sports business. Uh, so AEW probably be all right then. Yeah. Because regional sports, like I'm thinking, when I hear regional sports, I'm thinking of like carrying like the NBA like home games for like. So if you live in Chicago, or if you live in. Yeah. Uh, like Nashville, like you would get, like in NBC Sports would have like uh, uh, like the NHL game for that hometown, not not like the national broadcast. So like you would still have like the TNT like NBA games that are like the national yeah. games, but you just wouldn't have the local games. Is what I'm thinking when they say regional sports. Yeah, no, but that makes sense. This is me guessing, though. I don't. I'm not an executive but, for NBC. Yeah, because here's the thing: like, why, why would they get rid of? Why would they not keep you know NBA and all that on there? That's like some of their highest ratings drives. Yeah. So why would you get rid of that? Like, that's that's advertisement money coming in. That's you know ratings, which leads to more advertising dollars. It, it just doesn't make sense to get rid of it completely. But what you're yeah, saying because, makes sense. Yeah, because live, live TV, like, sports basically is the only thing that is keeping live TV a thing, uh, if not fucking uh, all the streaming networks will just basically take over because most people will watch uh, a TV show at their convenience rather than sit down yeah. and watch something live. Uh, and the only thing that is really keeping live TV in existence is sports because people tune in at a scheduled time to watch a scheduled game. Yep. <laughs> I mean, most of the TV shows I watch, I watch on like Hulu or Peacock or whatever, like after yeah. they've already been on TV. So yeah. it's just easier that way. Like the only thing I really watch live is probably like Raw and Dynamite. Yeah. And even that, even even that's being DVR'd. So, yeah, yeah. This, this is my, like I said, I'm not like a, the executive or anything. But when I hear the term like regional sports, I'm thinking they're talking about like yeah, like so if you're like, so if you're in like freaking like Oregon, you're not going to get a Charlotte game. You're going to get you know whatever. Yeah. Like you, they, they, won't, they don't want this to be because like some. Some white kennels, like, if you, it's hard for us because we don't really live in the, well, actually, we do have hurricanes. Uh, I game, I think, I don't know if they're NBC, though. I think they're something else. But, like, you have kennels that carry, like, the local game. So, like, even though basketball on comes on on Thursday nights on uh, TNT, 
Like, there's games literally, like, every day. And, like, Chicago, for example, has, like, two or three games a week. And those would air on, like, a, a channel. I think that's what they're getting rid of, not, like, the national game. Yeah. Awesome. So let's uh well we're already into the news. So let's stick with some uh some more AEW stuff. It was announced on Dynamite that AEW will be adding a another hour of programming um uh, directly following Dynamite in March. Did they say like March 5th or something like that? Or I don't remember yeah. the exact date on here. Uh, but it's AW All Access. So basically, it's going to be a one hour show where wrestlers from the company share stories. Wait, did I hear it wrong? I thought it was all asses. God damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> Billy Gunn Billy was going to be the first guest. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's going to talk about every dimple on that ass. Uh, I think this is a waste. Yeah, like, I mean oh, it could be, like, could be good. I mean, it, it could be, but like they really could use like another hour of wrestling. Like they should have yeah. like took in this, taken this time and like tried to expand Rampage to two hours instead of adding like a third show for uh, like that doesn't have any wrestling on it. So I just I mean. I don't like, know. I, Sometimes I enjoy watching like the broken skull sessions, like after a pay per view. Like you know how they usually yeah. do, like uh, like a new episode. So uh, it just depends on like who's gonna be on. Like if you know who's gonna be on there. Like, yeah, I think the the first episode was uh, is Adam Cole and Britt Baker. <clears throat> yeah, like Adam Cole might have a couple stories I would want to hear. Maybe Britt Baker, I could care less. Like. Yeah. So you pull teeth. Like I said, it depends on who's gonna be on there. Like if like Sting's gonna be on there for like an episode or something, yeah, okay, I'll sit down and watch it. Um but like, yeah, other than that, there's really <laughs> sitting down for what? I said you're not sitting down for Darby Allen. <laughs> Just <saying>. nah. <laughs> I don't think there's really anything I want to hear him talk about. I mean, his, he has grown on me. He wants He's to talk about as a wrestler, but he wants to talk you know. about all the different skateboards he owns and how he puts them together. And all See, the these ridiculous are called, shit. These are called trucks, and you uh, screw them to the bottom of the skateboard and put wheels on them. And you never carry your skateboard by the trucks. <laughs> you're a poser. You hear a poser. Dweeb. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Ah, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. Still AW-related. Jeff Hardy's DUI case has been closed. So it looks Guilty, like his uh, sentencing... What's that? Guilty, I guess, I'm assuming... Yeah, they uh, he was supposed to serve 38 days in county jail, but he had 38 days credit for time served, so he won't be serving any actual jail time. Uh, okay. He's on probation for two years, 
almost five thousand dollars in fines and court fees. Ten this years of suspension. Of, what's that? This is Florida. Can't remember where he got arrested. Uh I don't remember either, honestly. Um, yes, yeah, almost five thousand dollars in fines and court fees. A ten-year suspension of his license. Uh, two years with an interlock device and ninety-day vehicle impoundment. Uh, court-mandated DUI school or drug rehab program and community service. All right, man. Get together. Hopefully this sticks. Like sticks with him, and he's like, actually makes a change. Like, cause he was good for a while, and then he relapsed again. And honestly, yeah. I think it has to do. Like, I'm not like just saying shit, just say shit. But like my personal opinion, I, I honestly think it has to do with this his in ring style. He's like he's still like throwing himself through tables and like all this other shit. Like trying to do like the extreme thing at you know like fifty years old. And it's like, come on, dude. Like you gotta you gotta change up your ring style. Like, mm. yeah, I like crazy I shit. I, I don't know if I as as somebody that kind of grew up with like you know family members that are alcoholics. Uh, uh, it, most time when people are alcoholics, it's more of like a either like a trauma or something like that. I don't know if it's necessarily just for pain. They might tell you they're doing it for pain or they hurt or this or that, but it, it's it's something else that's psychological, uh, maybe even genetic. Um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but uh, yeah, I... I don't know. Maybe he should hang out with like Demon Dallas Page for a little bit. Like do some yoga. I, I agree. Uh, he just needs to have a come to Jesus moment. I think I don't know this about coming, this come to Jesus moment. <laughs> he so, He's probably had like four or five come to Jesus moments. Uh, yeah, especially after that incident with the TNA and this match with Sting. So, then. Like quite a few, like. You know, but so man, I mean, maybe he should give, maybe he should give wrestling a break, or you know, maybe just do like a lighter schedule to you know where he can focus on himself and his family. And, yeah, you know. I mean, he probably can make money just, just doing appearances. You know, signing oh, yeah, definitely. Because like, who who would want to go meet Jeff Hardy? Like, I would. Like I've already I've met him once. Like I'd love to meet him again. Um, yeah. But that's just it's one of those things. That sucks. So hopefully, hopefully he gets himself together. Uh, Matt yeah. did say after the uh, the sentencing came out that Jeff has been probably in the best place he's been in the last six months and um, has really taken time to focus on what he needs to do to get. Get himself into or to keep himself in the right mindset. So yeah. hopefully hopefully that continues. So yeah. can't lose another one. Lost too many already to issues like this. So yeah. uh, I mean hell, there's some uh, people like fucking Rick Flair still dealing with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Still a part of your 
I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, he just hadn't got caught driving as many times as Jeff has, but they all have their demons. That's the sad thing about uh, the wrestling industry, especially with because the Hardy Boys are kind of on the tail end of the that you know older. Older, older the older crowd generation, yeah, yeah. They're this, you know, they were so young when they started. You know, people were like, "Oh yeah, they're." You kind of associate them because they're still in it, but you know, they're yep. still kind of the last of the old school attitude era guys. Oh. Uh, let's see what else we got here. New Japan news: Jay White looks like to be officially done with New Japan. Um, as he lost a loser leaves New Japan match to Eddie Kingston um, at the uh, um, pay per view last weekend. We'll see where he ends up at. He goes to OG. So you got so you got uh, Jay White and Kota Ibushi as free agents now. Which uh, I heard a lot about the Kota Ibushi thing and like where he said he wanted to do if he signed with WWE. And I'm kind of curious as to why he hasn't already signed there yet. Because I thought that was pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah, I honestly, like basically, he just wanted to help with the performance center to train some yeah, of the new talent. Yeah, he just wanted to train some of the new talent. The TV like, shows and stuff, so. They could use it. I mean, they have plenty of people. I was like, shit. why? What, yeah. what's, what's one more person? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with a lot of the Japanese talent that they're bringing in. Oh, why yeah. not have Kota Ibushi there? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. He said the the same thing with um, AEW. Like, he'd sign a contract with AEW if he could help train the younger talent. Or even, like, the the talent that needs to be, that's on on the roster that needs extra work. He said that's what he wants to do. Uh, You know, AEW doesn't believe in performance hunters. (laughs) I would send him in the heartbeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll see where both those guys end up. Um, Apparently, Kenny Omega's contract was supposed to be up. Um, was supposed to be up in January, but uh, due to him being out with injury, uh, Tony Khan pulled a move from WWE's playbook and extended his contract for the uh, length of time that he was out injured. I was like, man, that sucks. I don't know. I don't know if he was because, like, it's rumored that WWE was looking to sign, was working on like a big, uh, big name free agent. So I don't know if that was Kenny Omega they're talking about, or if it was Abushi or Jay White. So, but I would say Jay White over Kenny Omega. I I just don't. Yeah, I I think Triple H. Is into the like Kenny Omega brand of wrestling. Yeah, and I know, like, I think Kota Ibushi and Jay White, I think, would have more to offer than Kenny Omega would. Oh, like, for sure. Like, oh, yeah, in absolutely. And all that. So. Mm-hmm. Then you just think of all the match potentials with that. Oh, absolutely. Man. Kota, can you imagine Kota Ibushi against Seth Rollins? Yep. 
or even Jay White against Rollins. Oh my God. Yep. Coda and Cody. That'd be a good one too. Yeah. Could you imagine Jay White versus Logan Paul? <laughs> hey, if anything, like from what Logan Paul's done, it at least would be entertaining. Uh, yeah, he's been pretty. He's been pretty good. Like he's taking that serious, you know. Yeah. I can't say that. Finn Balor versus Coda and Jay, that'd be good too. Lots of cool matchups. Lots of great matchups in there. Even like freaking like someone like Chad Gable against Kota Ibushi. Uh, I don't know. I don't like Chad Gable. Uh, I was disappointed when they brought him out in the rumble. I'm like, why are we wasting the fucking goddamn pick on fucking Chad yeah, Gable? I don't think he should have been in the rumble, but I think he's a I think he's a great in ring talent. I wouldn't say great. I mean, like if I if I showed up to like a fucking like big time wrestling and he was like the third guy on the card, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's pretty good." But you know, he's shitting for me. All right, awesome. There's a lot of great match potential. Um, yeah. Having those two in WWE. Uh, let's see. They released the full 2K23 roster. We went through that a couple weeks ago. I know they added like a couple more things on there. Um, you can check that out. Just uh, go to 2K's website. You'll be able to find everything on there. I don't really feel like reading through all that again. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about last week. It's kind of old news now. Um, I think we touched on it when the whole thing like started kicking up. But um, the Rey Mysterio incident with the scalpers in the airport. I don't know if you guys saw that that video floating around like TikTok and Instagram where the guys have like 10 freaking Rey Mysterio Funko boxes folded up on a poster board. Yeah. I mean, all these resellers get a fucking life, dude. Like, running up in on them at the airport. It's like, dude, I can understand, like, if you're a fucking fan, you know. And like Rey Mysterio is your hero, but these days at the fucking meeting, not just Rey Mysterio, but all these people at the fucking airport, like, hey, can you sign it? And then, like, when they don't sign it, trying to pretend like they're fucking assholes. It's like, no, yeah. dude, like, you're the asshole. Like, you're you're not cherishing, you're not a friend of theirs, you're just trying to exploit them for their fucking signature. I just I don't understand that at all. Like you're nobody wants to sign shit at you know four o'clock in the morning at a fucking airport, or even like six o'clock in the morning at airport after traveling all day or or whatever time their flight left or whatever. Like nobody got time for that shit. Nobody wants to be bothered as they're walking through the airport. Like a regular person, let alone someone like you know Rey Mysterio or you know someone like that. I it's just come on, like. It's the same thing where you see like these videos, like with people going up to them while they're eating, like at a restaurant, or they're out with their family, and you're pestering them. Like yeah. Mad Monster Party, every year I go, I see Charles Robinson. Like he's a big like horror memorabilia collector, so he's always at that convention. He lives in Charlotte, so he's always there. Like and I see people going up to him all the time with his family. Like he's got to the point where he carries eight by tens with him in his backpack. And then signs the eight by tens for people. 
Like, I just don't want to bother him because he's there trying to enjoy himself with his family. Like, yeah. So I'm not going to walk up to him and pester him or, you know, bother him while he's there with his family. Like, that's just me because that's how I would like to be treated if I was in that situation. Yeah. And what's that, what's that about that? Those Chris, you're an uh, actual fan. You know what I mean? Like, he'd probably yeah. like enjoy it in your interaction with you. Because, hey, you're a friend of his work. You know what he does. I said this being some random motherfucker from the street with a fucking fucking Funko or something you found on uh, the fucking Big Lots or something and trying to get him to sign it so you can go put it on eBay for twice what it's worth. It's like, come on, dude. It was like the first time I met Matt Hardy. Like, he was at the Apple store. Like, so it took me a little bit to actually go up to him and talk to him. Like, you know, I waited till, you know, he was done interacting with, you know, the Apple techs that were there. Um, you know, him and it was uh, him and Reby. So Reby was setting up her phone. So, you know, I waited to approach him when they weren't busy, like when they weren't really, you know, interacting with anybody. But even then, you know, that's like, I still kind of felt like I was bugging him. So, but yeah, even yeah. though Matt's like one of those people that's like, you know, if you see me, you know, Come up, talk to me. Like I don't, I don't mind it. So, yeah, he's always been pretty yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he was, he was super cool, super awesome to talk to for the, the five minutes I talked to him. So, but it's just like I know you're, you're like doing personal stuff, and like this is an autograph signing or anything like that, you know. And I'd flat out told him, you know, like, I hate to bother you, but you know, I just was wondering, you know, talk to you for a couple minutes or whatever, and you know, he was completely cool with it. Yeah, but I mean, you see that not just in wrestling. You see it like uh, when you watch like training camps and stuff, uh, like in the NFL and stuff now. And they used to, yeah. you know, do things where you know kids come up and get like their fucking jersey signed, or you know, a baseball card signed, or a football card signed. But then now you just got like a bunch of random assholes that are fucking, you know, forty pushing over little kids. To try to get uh, a player to sign thirty or forty things to where they could fucking sell it on yep. on fucking eBay. It's like, Absolutely. dude, you ruin it for people that actually enjoy shit, you know? Because now the the athlete or the professional wrestler or the actor or the comic book writer, they're not going to want to interact with fans because. They're not associating this with fans or associating it with these fucking greedy assholes that's just pestering. But then it's like everybody's being a pestering. So now a kid might have a a bad interaction with a wrestler just because he's exhausted having to deal with these assholes all day. You know? Absolutely. You know, CM Punk was right. He's like, you know, I hate when people come up to me in public. He's like, it's. I got my headphones on. You're coming up to me, trying to pester me for an autograph. He's like, I don't want to be bothered. That's why I have my headphones on. But you know, people don't care. Like you have no personal life. That's why Lesnar flies on a private jet, so he doesn't have to deal with that shit. So that's why Eminem can't take a shit without somebody standing by it. <laughs> 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 I 
Said <laughs> <laughs> some some throwback to Marshall Matters there for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. All right, uh, let's bounce over from the news. Oh shit, yeah, I skipped over. Uh, let's do the uh, wrestling figure of the week before we get into the instant replay. Uh, this week, your wrestling figure of the week is actually up on social media now. Um, we are looking at the Jack's Pacific WWF Superstars Series 2 Owen Hart from 1996. Way back in the day. Throwback there. This is the uh, awesome, like, long-haired Owen Hart, the King of Hearts tights with the two slammies on there. Pretty awesome figure. Kind of looks like Tanya Harding just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not the greatest, the greatest face golfed in the world, but it's it's actually the I mainly picked it for the um the detail on the, the ring gear. So. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely pretty cool. So. Yeah. Um at least that that aspect of it. So pretty awesome. All right. All right. So here's your wrestling figure of the week. So make sure you check out our Instagram, um, wrestle getting pod with one D, uh, for the underscore collection on Instagram as well. And Twitter, um, wrestle getting pod with two D's and the Facebook page. All there. All right. Instant replay. Let's get into it. Elimination chamber was this past weekend. Um, Let's run through that. I know we all watched it. What'd you guys think overall? It was pretty good. Pretty good. For uh, you know, if I had one complaint, you all have a complaint. Go ahead. (laughs) Man, it's not a real complaint. I enjoyed it. Like if there was like any complaint, it'd just be like elimination chamber should be the main event. But other than that, that's that's it. If you're going to have a pay-per-view name, Delimination Chamber. I'm not trying to take away from the main event was great, but all right. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, I th- in any other instance, like, I would agree, but, like, you actually had your uh, main titles being defended, so, like, I, I'm a firm believer that that should always be the main event over everything else. Yeah, no, but I'm saying Elimination Chamber, that you know, what I'm saying like it, it's we talked about it with the hell in the cell. While back, yeah. it's like if you're gonna bring up a match stipulation, that should be your main event. Right. So let's uh, let's kick it off here. Uh, of course, we were gonna do picks for this last week. Uh, you know, shit happens, and we weren't able to. So Garrett will remain your Russell Gatton picks champion for another week. So you got a, uh, a pass probably on a good title defense. Probably a good thing because I probably wouldn't have uh probably wouldn't have been <laughs> after this week. Did I pick all the right people too? Throw the one. <laughs> yeah, probably would have. I know I would have won made event. You're the one sitting there like seven to the win. I'm like, dude, no, dude, you're you, gotta, uh, you know, same thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh man! You telling me at no point you never believed he was gonna win? I never there believed were, he was there gonna some, win. Not for there one. There were some spots. 
there are some spots in that match where like, could they do this? Could they put it on Sammy? Like they they kind of had me going there for a little bit. Like, but I I knew like obviously like Roman's gonna pull out yeah. the win because you know the the story is Roman and Cody. But, yeah, but there were some spots in there. So. Isn't that just the so story of Roman and Cody? There's no, uh, it, that wasn't the thing. It's like Roman Reigns has been champion for this long. He is not yeah. going to lose that title except for a WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. Even if that happens at WrestleMania, there could be a chance where Roman actually beats Cody and he continues on. I mean, could, there could be could be an instance too where like Jay Uso ends up in you know the Money in the Bank ladder match and wins Money in the Bank and cashes in on Roman. Are they doing that? They haven't announced that yet, have they? Money in the Bank. Yeah, I they did. Well, well, they I, have. I thought they, they were going to do Money in the there, but they're they're not doing the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. No. Oh, okay. So they're they're talking, I it's stupid pay per view. Yeah, it's still going to be bringing it back to uh, WrestleMania, or is that this talk? I think they did. Triple H did talk about doing it at WrestleMania, but I think, but they're this year they're just going to keep it as its own uh, uh, pay per view. Because um, yeah. it's actually Money in the Bank is going to be in London or in the UK. Okay. So, uh, and general general admission, general on sale tickets sold out in under a minute. Yeah. Pretty awesome. But Elimination Chamber, um the women's chamber match I actually thought was better than the, the US title one. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would also agree. As a kinda actually I wasn't surprised that Asuka won. That's honestly who like the only person out of everybody in here, like I had it. Like Oscar or Liv Morgan were like the only two that could really see. Yeah. Uh, no, I, had, uh, I had Oscar, especially after she debuted like the new uh, gear and everything at Rumble. I was yeah. like, yeah, there, she's gonna win this. I was just hoping Raquel, just because like two powerhouses wrestling each other, she'd be in the up and coming. But you know, put her in that uh that position Bianca was in a couple years ago. Exactly. I don't think Raquel really has that that following yet to where she'd be over as a as the champion. Yeah. I think um Liv lives in that definitely in that spot. Um and you know of course Asuka we all we all know Asuka. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like when you take away your veterans like Natalia and Asuka, um, like Carmella, and you look at like Nikki Cross, Raquel, Liv Morgan, Liv was probably the one that has like the biggest following out of those, the three of them. Yeah. And we all know our following. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Especially Liv. <laughs> Good lord, like her freaking ring gear at Elimination Chamber. Like, it's very, oh, just, very distracting. <laughs> I just figured we were all talking about Liv because, you know, yeah. 
MGF told us some stuff about Liv that we were, didn't know about before. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome stuff. Uh, <laughs> probably one of the worst matches Brock Lesnar and Lashley. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like their their best match by no, I mean, like it was. But that's one match. of those. It's one of those matches where you would be bitching like, "Oh my god, the finish was garbage. I didn't need to finish that way." It was a fucking like the second match, dude. It wasn't like it was the main event. I just like if you had to pick like. If I had to pick, like, the worst match on the card. Oh, then, absolutely uh, the worst yeah. match on the card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the worst match on the card, but it wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't, it wasn't the down card. It wasn't, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't absolutely terrible, but, I mean, it was it was one of those things, like, why are we going in this direction with Lesnar? Like. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, could have had it, the match on the Monday Night Raw and still, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you just went with like a blatant low blow and got yourself disqualified, um, which leads us into WrestleMania, where you know Bray threw out the challenge on the Friday Night SmackDown before Elimination Chamber. They was going after the winner of the match, which Lashley wins via DQ. So now we're gonna get Bray versus Lashley. And then Monday Night Raw, we get Omos and MVP challenging challenging Lesnar for WrestleMania. You know, I saw something funny that uh, that uh, Triple H must hate uh, Brock Lesnar because he hasn't won a single match since he took over. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now he's getting booked at WrestleMania against Omos. <laughs> No, who wants to see that? Like nobody wants to see that, unless like it's the big payoff for Lesnar, where he actually is going to go in to just destroy Omos. Yeah, I honestly would rather see uh, Brock and uh, Gunther, which is who Gunther wants to fucking wrestle anyway. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's what we should have got at WrestleMania. That's that's the match that we want, not. Lesnar and old boss. Yeah. That don't make sense. I I was hoping that they would do, because some people were saying they were going to do Hurt Business versus uh, Bray Wyatt 5 or 6, however many. Wyatt 6, yeah. Wyatt 6. There's still still potential for that, but it all depends on... I mean, Knife Omos is wrestling fucking... Brock Lesnar. What's Brock Lesnar is part of the Wyatt Six. I doubt that one. I mean, you don't really need Omos in there because you can do um you can do Lashley, Cedric, Shelton, and MVP. Like you can do the four of them against you know four members of the Wyatt Six. So Bray and like three other guys. So so like Bray, Uncle Howdy, and whoever else. So Mary Brock Lesnar's Uncle Howdy. maybe who knows uh what else we got um edge and beth phoenix versus finn and ripley um i'm biased for this one because you know i love beth phoenix it was i like this match that was pretty solid yeah it was 
It was all right. There was uh Beth did mess up one spot where she was supposed to make the save for the pin and um she was a little late and the ref just like yeah. stopped counting. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but it was all right. it was uh, okay. Yeah. It happened. But I thought it was good. Like with the story going around, like with you know the four of them with Judgment Day and Edge and Beth, uh, but... did Edge first? Uh, I didn't watch wrong. Did Edge first? Um, uh, Austin Theory on um, wrong. Yes, I know. Yes. Said... yeah, that was that, match uh, that was, was awesome. Great match. Yeah. The main event of Raw. I didn't, I didn't know they were setting up WrestleMania uh, for Edge and Theory. Yeah, and actually, uh, no Finn. Um, actually jumped edge after the match or during the match. Or after the match one or two. Yeah, I'm yeah so, so I think we're, get, we're supposed to get edge and Finn in a hell of a cell at Mania. It's what last year um, it was initially supposed to be Demon Finn, but they scrapped um, Demon Finn, so it'll be just Finn and Edge, which kind of sucks. So I was kind of hoping for like Demon Finn and like Brood Edge. But, uh, but I will say the uh, the finish to that mixed tag match, the Shatter Machine, freaking awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know you know Edge and Beth are like huge fans of FTR. Yeah, so sounds pretty cool. Uh, I was psyched for that one. Uh, definitely got a pop out of me when they hit that hit the Shatter Machine for the win. Um, men's elimination chamber match. Austin Theory, of course, retained against you know everybody else that was in there. Um, for a second there, I kind of thought Rollins was going to take it, but out comes fucking Logan Paul, and uh, cost Rollins another match. <laughs> I did oh, also man. see that uh, the Montez uh, entry was a work. Oh yeah. no. no. <laughs> Did you not think it was a work when you oh, it? I, I was like, well, when I would watch it, I was like, how did he get injured so bad that he's just, he's like, he didn't really take a stomp that bad. I was like, this has got to be fake. And then I saw yeah. it was a work. I was like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew it was a work as soon as it happened. I'm like, he's interfering. And I'll pop the phone. Uh, which, you know, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania should be pretty good, too, I guess. Yep. Oh, that, that match is going to be, that's going to be a show stealer. Like, no doubt on that one. That one's going to be, it's going to be pretty solid. I, um, this, whichever night it's on, the main event better be weary <laughs> on that one. Oh, absolutely. There are. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the main event of the uh, Elimination Chamber, like, the crowd was fucking nuts, dude. Oh, it made yeah, it, the like, it made, I, the even though was... I knew fucking... I knew Roman was gonna win. Like the crowd made it like believable a little bit. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, the crowd was hype all night, but they just they took it to a whole other level during that main event. Yeah. Like, they they were just clamoring for Sammy. You know, obviously being yeah. in Canada, 
Um, but yeah, that that's yeah. the one thing. Like one of the best things about professional wrestling is like when you're watching an event and the crowd really gets into it, then it's like you get into it because the crowd's into it. But then the this time, like, the this time the crowd, it seemed like the crowd was on on one side. You usually act with Roman yeah. Reigns, man. It's like even though he's supposed to be heel, like half the crowd still likes. You know what I mean? And yeah. this this was different. This was like the first time. It kind of puts me in mind of like. I know everybody hate him as champion, but like Brock Lesnar, like it puts you in mind like Brock Lesnar, where like you know the whole fucking stadium wanted him to lose, you know. Uh, and his like last long run as champion, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Roman didn't have that. Roman, you know, he had half the crowd. He he kind of has like the John Cena thing where it's like. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Like, thing going. But this was like, everybody was for Sami Zayn. And they were fucking, they were hyped as shit. Hell yeah. And so was Garrett. Yeah, man, I wish I was in that crowd. <laughs> Garrett's like, Sami Zayn's winning this, right? I'm like, no, dude, you're full of shit. Dude, I wish I was sitting next to his wife so I could have stole that kiss from him. Yeah, I got <laughs> Garrett loves those redheads. Yep. That's why I married one. <laughs> awesome. All right. So elimination chamber. It, like the, the storytelling with that match was great too. Like you've had this story this brewing for almost a year with Sami Zayn and the bloodline and just for it to, to come there. And like, it's not even done. Nope. Like we're still, we're still working through, you know, Sami mm-hmm. and the bloodline going into WrestleMania. <clears throat> then you yep. throw Kevin Owens into that too. Like there's just so much, so much Didn't, going on I with think, this. It's, and then I he think, had uh, what happened. I think it's probably Paul Heyman's probably the mastermind behind all this. <laughs> it's gotta be. Like the the storyline is too good not to be to be somebody else's idea. This has to be a Heyman thing. Yeah. You say then you have what happened on SmackDown tonight? Yeah, I was just reading that with uh Sammy taking out Jimmy. Well, so they did the whole thing that you talked about a long time ago. Like he was he basically, Sammy came out with like, I'm so hurt that, you know, you did this because you were the person that made That's Sammy so Uso yeah. and did all that. And he talked about all that stuff. And then, uh, he's like, Jimmy was basically like defending it. He's like, well, you took out my brother and you did all this. You did, you made your decision. What else was I supposed to do? <clears throat> And then Jimmy goes to attack him, and then uh, Jay starts to walk down in the crowd, and he hits him with a haluva kick. And then at no point do you feel like Jimmy is, uh, you know, or Jay is coming to help him. Yeah. I mean, that could be the thing, too. Like, I don't know, maybe the stuff with Jay is a swerve, too. Yeah. And that, 
Because, you know, we still have, what, like six weeks till Mania? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I heard uh, rumors that it may be uh, Sammy and Jay uh, versus uh, Jimmy and Solo. Jimmy and Solo for the titles. I mean, we could still get KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Like, it could go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's so yeah, many yeah. avenues that the story can go. So I'm just I'm here for the ride. Like this this has probably been I know uh I know you're not but I think it was probably one of the more compelling stories that we've had in a while. So yeah. it's great. Love it. Awesome. All right. So, what else we have happen? Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I was waiting for my wind yeah. turbine to turn off. Uh, oh. As uh, <laughs> as uh, I'm sure neither of you would agree, but as uh, one Sean Waltman said, it's the best story since the NWO. He actually thought it was better than that. No, not better I, than the NWO. It's probably the best story since the pipe bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Because really, like we we still talk about the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb now. I don't like. There hasn't been anything, hasn't been anything since the pipe bomb that's been like memorable, no. like no, as I, memorable I as that. So. You don't remember the pipe bomb? Nah, it sucked. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right, Mercedes Monet. Uh defeated Kyrie for the IWGP women's title over the weekend as well. Uh, on the eighteenth. No, I mean honestly, like saw that coming. Like yep. they're not gonna bring her in and just have her lose her first match and I think they had her what's it her and Okada was it her and Okada that were in the ring? Yeah, they're posing at the end of the, the title end of the show. Yep. I mean, props to her. Like she went, you know, she left WWE on her own accord, on her own terms. Got fed up with what they were doing with the the women's tag division and women's division in general. Bounced yeah. and went and did something big for herself. So, yeah. like that just increases her stock, in my opinion. So, I mean, she's stuck in money. You know, she is. Because, like we said, that that was the only match announced for that event, and tickets sold out. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We actually kind of talked about most of this stuff already uh, during the Elimination Chamber recap for what happened on Raw. Um, Austin Theory and Edge. And we talked about all that, too. Uh, let's get into... Uh, Dynamite this week. We kicked off the show with uh, Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta for the All Atlantic Championship. Match is good. It was it was a good match. I'm still mm. not a fan of Wheeler Yuta. So. Oh really? But you're a fan of Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I just I just think Orange Cassidy is a little more entertaining. Like I'm not saying Wheeler Yuta is not a good wrestler. I just he just doesn't have any personality. I guess. Like, well, it's just... I'm saying, I'm saying Orange Cassidy's been doing the same fucking gimmick now for, I don't know. I can't believe it's not getting old to y'all yet. 
Well, he's not, he doesn't wrestle every week though. That's the other thing too. Like he's not overused like, um, like some of the other guys are. So that's the other. It's not like, you know, Moxley wrestling every week on dynamite and cutting his head open. Maybe he'll be the the second episode of the AWL access. It was just like 30 minutes of him just sitting there with his hands <laughs> in the pocket. Peeling an, <laughs> peeling an orange. <laughs> drinking, drinking fucking simply orange juice. <laughs> oh, that'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so, yeah, that match was pretty solid. Um, the tag team battle royal, we couldn't give it to like the best friends or you know somebody else. We had to get Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal into this match. This is fatal yeah, four way at tag, Revolution. Greatest tag team never exists, man. No, you gotta put respect <laughs> on Jeff Jarrett and fucking Jay Lethal, dude. Uh, I just, they just didn't. They just didn't need the win. That's the like they didn't need to be. They didn't need the win to get into that matchup. Like I would have much rather seen like best friend. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be quad quadruple J? No, triple J. J lethal. But yeah, I don't know. I just there's so many other good tag teams in that battle royal that could have used that that win and the exposure. Uh, I like double J, J lethal. Mm. Yeah, has no I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, what else we have? Uh, main event. I'll get to the uh, other thing here, but main event: John Moxley and Evil Uno was actually pretty decent. Um, ratings went up for this too, um, according to like all the reports that came out for the overall ratings. So, um, Disco Inferno apparently said to have a uh, a fat man with tits in the main event was a bad call. I was like fat man with tits. I will be honest, I did not watch. The main event because <laughs> I just didn't care. Yeah, it wasn't from what I saw. Like I wasn't like paying like a hundred percent attention to it, but what I saw wasn't too bad. But for me, like it's just the comments from Disco. While they're funny, it's um like Disco Inferno has no business like commenting on who's in a main event. So. You mean Mr. Main Event, fucking Disco Inferno? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Main Event, Disco Inferno. <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, so you're going to sit there and tell me that guys like Vader, Yokozuna, Mick Foley, um, like Earthquake, like Andre, these guys, Under the, the Giant, like these guys weren't main event material because they're heavier set guys with man boobs. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Dusty. Like Chris Jericho at times, like come on. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I'm watching Rampage, and you know, Sammy might be a little like 
you know, don't really like him as a person. But he has a new, like, entrance video of him, like, being, like, Super Saiyan and beating up a bunch of wrestlers that are also characters. I thought it was funny. (laughs) I was like, what a fucking intro. I've never seen it before. Probably doesn't fucking wrestle anymore. Yeah. That's the thing, like, AEW, like, these guys just get, like, lost in the shuffle. Um, was it? I saw a clip from, uh, is the Jobber Tears podcast, um, which is a pretty solid podcast. If you guys haven't checked them out at all, um, listen to a few episodes are actually pretty entertaining. Um, the, one of the dudes on there kind of, uh, compared Tony Khan to a Jordan sneaker collector. So. He basically broke it down as, you know, he's got his five shoe, five pairs that he wears all the time. And then occasionally he'll bust out, you know, an older pair and wear those, you know, for a little bit, like they're his new favorite and then, you know, put them away and then cycle through back to those, you know, those top five that you, that you wear all the time. And then just keep going through the cycle of occasionally like pulling out a brand new pair of shoes or, you know, going back to like an older pair of shoes and, you know, rocking those. And that's probably like the best analogy that I've heard to explain like Tony Khan's thinking when it comes to booking. Yeah. Or rocking John. Yeah. It's like sometimes he goes to Las Vegas and he treats himself to. One of those, uh, you know, twelve hundred dollar hookers, but you know, <laughs> can't afford that all the time, so he has to go back to those little eight eight dollar boy jobs, uh, <laughs> and Target <laughs> from Patty, the daytime hooker. Uh, all right. One thing that they're doing, the AW women's division, the originals uh, versus the freelancers. Of course, your freelancers are Soraya and Tony Storm. Uh, apparently, they're trying to sway Ruby Riot. Uh, this storyline sucks. It's fucking stupid. It's all you know what? Together. You know what makes it worse and why it sucks even worse? The spray paint. <laughs> uh, yeah, the DX spray paint. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, I did find it enjoyable when um, uh, Soraya spray painted Tony Storm's ass and trying to like get the uh, the spray paint to leave a mark on. I don't remember who was in the corner, but when she like did her hip attack or ass attack or whatever, because because I know Carl will agree with me with this. The reason this storyline sucks is half the wrestlers in this storyline can't wrestle. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and like AEW hadn't been around long enough to have they're freelancers. Yeah, and we know they're not freelancers because they're are they're signed a fucking contract, so you're not freelance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're AEW talent. Like, like if you're gonna do this, then don't announce that they're signed to fucking contracts. <laughs> Like you go the the NWO Eric Bischoff route where it's like they don't work here. Like, oh yeah, or do like a fucking Ring of Honor versus AEW women or I don't know, you know, something that's not fucking dumb. 
fucking dumbass Tommy Kine. Dude needs to really lay off the blow and just fucking focus on what he's doing. So. Well, it's not just laying off the blow. I think he he just needs some people to tell him, like, hey, man, like, that's, that's not a good idea. idea. Yeah. And he probably don't have that right now, especially with, like, Cody Gunn. That might be, like, Cody Because it's, like, Tony Khan will not use writers. Like, he tries to handle all the storylines himself. And, like... Like I don't I don't know what the deal is, like why why he won't use writers or even like rely on some of the veteran talent that you have there. Like we've yeah. made points like time and time again with this. Like you have Jericho, you have the big show, you have Mark Henry, like even fucking Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, like you have Taz. Yeah. You have I don't know. all I... this veteran talent that could be helping you use them. Yeah. I don't know. Big show and Mark Henry wasn't like any like super duper good storyline, but uh, well, I mean, the only thing have, Mark Henry has going knowledge. for him is saying so, it's time for the main event. That's all he yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was going. I thought he was going. Come on, uh, having a uh, sex with uh, <laughs> May Young. May Young. Well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and sorry but like even even like yeah mark henry the best storyline mark henry was in was when he like duped john cena into the retirement thing like with his retirement speech or whatever and then you know beat down john cena like that was the best storyline mark henry had Uh like outside of the nation like even then like he was more of like a background character in the group than an actual main focus of the group. But, tell you uh, who I would ha- tell you who I would hire if I was if I was some kind. Who would you hire? I would uh call up whoever does like the Steve Wilco show. And <laughs> you know, because they always have like crazy ass storylines. And you know, just turn it into like, you know, like a Jerry Springer ish type of show where like, oh I'm sleeping with my cousin. You know what I mean? Because you don't get that anymore. Like, you don't random, get... Yeah. Random DNA. Random love, <laughs> and yeah, like, love affairs. Like, you know, especially now that, like, women's wrestling is actually, like, real wrestling, you don't, like, get... uh, You don't get too many, like, love affair story angles. Yeah. So you could have, you know, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the bunny starts sleeping with Adam Cole and fucking Britt Baker gets upset about it. You know, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Make oh, Nick Cage child monster or something. You know, that's like it's, uh, never get, <laughs> we never get a good story from. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Let's see that. <laughs> That's a shitty thing. So there's never, and it's just AEW in general. They're like, there's no decent storyline. Like the the, like even like the the Daniel Bryan and John Moxley story arc is the same the thing that they've done, over yeah. and over again with, or not John Moxley, you know, MJF. Like it's yeah. the same story arc that they've done all the time with MJF. It's like, oh, you got to fight the, you got to do this, this, and this, and this if you want to wrestle yeah. me. Oh, that's yeah. 
And what they what they could do is have like Sammy Guevara be secretly gay and like he wants to have an affair with uh MJF, but MJF is homophobic and don't wanna have sex with him and fucking they get in a fight over their, their quarrel with each other, you know? Something yeah. good like that. I was gonna say you say that too, and it's like literally that and the Jericho Ricky Starks is literally the same. Like he had to go through all this these people in the JAS yeah. before he could he basically get a match with Jericho. Yeah. And it's it's they use the reuse the same storyline. And also Sunday matter, but... matter of time before he goes to WWE anyways. Like he's already been to yeah. all their events Like I'll I'll tell you right now, like if Ricky Starks and MJF were to jump ship to WWE, they'd be freaking mega stars. Especially MJF. Like, cause he's, he's well on his way now, but once he, like, if he gets to a bigger platform where he gets more exposure, like being WWE, he's, he's going to be huge. The only thing and, is, is if the censorship would be, it's like, yeah, if you get MJF, you need fucking MJF. Yep. And his girlfriend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh. You gotta admit, you gotta admit that was good. good. Yeah, Apparently, the uh, the promo that he dropped with uh, uh, Danielson this week um, sparkled, sprinkled true. a little bit of truth in there. His fiance actually did leave him. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. So, but yeah. Makes you wonder, you know, if he lives the gimmick like Ric Flair does. <laughs> maybe. Maybe once she might, maybe once she learned that he he killed somebody, that she was like, well, maybe I, uh, <laughs> maybe I don't want to get in the car with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go this way. <laughs> They said, um, what, what's funny is, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'll, I just want to believe it is. They said, what, um, what town did he grow up in? MJF? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Long Island. I forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Long Island. Yeah. They were saying that, like, people are calling the fucking police department trying to... Yeah, fucking yeah. Submit, it's like, like three it's like three hundred <laughs> phone calls to local police. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> like I need that in place to get the crown. <laughs> oh MJF. He's great, dude. He's like the best thing about AEW really. Yeah. It's just kind of getting like his promo work. His promos are getting to be like the same. You know, like he just needs to try a different formula. Or branch out a little bit. But who knows? You know, but I guess you just stick with what's work, what works. Okay. Awesome stuff there. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's instant replay. Uh, else we got garrett you got anything for overrated underrated or do you want to I skip do. that i made one last week i got you 
Oh, sweet. Let me oh. pull it up. I got you. <laughs> this out. I, I tried not to make it as, as you know, it was last time. Uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> stand back uh, while I whip this out. Yes, yeah, stand back while I whip this out. Okay. Uh, first wrestler, uh, is, uh, Paul That's who? Paul London. Paul oh, London? Paul oh. London. He cut it out and he said Paul, and I was like, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like, look at Paul. <laughs> Paul London, Paul, like, she said Paul White. <laughs> 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 Paul London, I'm gonna go overrated. That is definitely underrated. Definitely underrated. Underrated? Yes. Oh, fucking overrated. Ah, dude, Paul London's awesome. He's fucking overrated. Your mom's (laughs) overrated. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my uh, female wrestler (laughs) is. uh, Chris's favorite wrestler of all time, female wrestler of all time, uh, Victoria. Definitely underrated. Probably rated. So I guess these are all going to be underrated to Chris, not Carl. I love this. <laughs> uh, my uh, third pick, which uh, I don't think will be uh, uh, underrated to Chris, is. Uh, Who's going to headline our Hall of Fame this year, Batista? I think rightly, rightly rated. Yeah, that's the same. I, I say rightly rated. <clears throat> and uh, the actor, overrated. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Oh, man. Nah. He's great as Drax, and that... I heard he's pretty solid in that new movie too. That knock on the cabin. I heard, we got, about this? I heard it got it's bad ratings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably piss Chris off when I say this. Guardians of the Galaxy is not good. Guardians of the Galaxy is great. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> not a good movie. <laughs> I would agree with that statement for the second one. The second one is not that good. Well, the first one was definitely better than the second one. So hopefully, the oh. third one. Is- better yep. than the second one which is apparently uh batista's last guardians so we'll see how that goes uh, well guardians is done after this one so there's only doing three well i know but like he's not coming back to play drax at all after this yeah no they're so, like yeah, even if they were much. in anything else like he's not coming back oh, I'm okay sure even if they if he would for the fucking money uh, he, claim, he claims he don't want to come back and play anymore well, just I'm just okay. saying what he said. Okay, uh, back to uh, our our list here. Uh, tag team. I picked Kai and Ty. Kai and Ty. Underrated. Definitely underrated. <laughs> and uh, like I did last week, uh, when I did a personality, uh. This is going to be more... It's a personality, but it's more a commentator. So I want their commentator, whether you think they're where they're rated. And I picked the one Michael Cole, because if we do his wrestling, uh, you 
would say he's overrated because he sucks. Anyways, commentary. Commentary <laughs> overrated because he sucks. <laughs> Fucking blows. <laughs> I honestly, I think since Triple H has taken over and he doesn't have Vince yelling in his ear, I think his commentary's gotten better. Like, I think he's more hey, relaxed than what he it used still to be. Sucks, though. I just have never liked Michael Cole. Yeah, I'm not like a huge Michael Cole fan, but I think I think his commentary has gotten better. But like he's nowhere. I don't think he's on the level of like, you know, um, like Jim Ross in his prime or Lawler or even like Tony Schiavone. But and he's definitely gotten definitely gotten better since Vince is gone. I mean, that he's not gagging anymore, but he, he's still fucking sick. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I mean, say, he's like, not, he's not, in my opinion, as bad as JBL, but you know, he's pretty bad. I like JBL commentary. I, 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 know, love, I, I know both of you guys JBL. do. I know both of you guys do. I don't like <laughs> JBL. Uh, JBL just played like, cause, like, you gotta look at it from like our standpoint. Like when we, like Carlo, just being that you know, a few years younger than me, like when we watched wrestling like back in the day you always had like your color commentator was normally like a heel so well, they always yeah. did like pull for like the heel stuff the heel. like that so i don't and mind the heel that was jbl he was the obnoxious was, heel and it was great cool. yeah it was like another good one is like jesse the body ventura Bobby yeah Brandy. i like Enid. i like i've watched some of his commentary i like his uh, Macho Man Randy Savage actually was pretty good on commentary as well. Commentary. Savage was great, especially being pigeonholed into something he didn't want to do. Uh, yeah, CM Punk good. is really good in commentary. I love Punk on uh, commentary. <laughs> Punk's commentary. Uh, I'm trying to think. Stone Cold, like when he's in character, Stone Cold was pretty decent when he was doing commentary, watching matches and stuff. And he's gonna kick your ass. I didn't even think like Young Vince was terrible. Like when he did commentary, uh, it, was, it right. wasn't. It wasn't the best, but like it was terrible. Yeah, he's uh. It was also well, like who he was paired with was usually like what kind of made it. He was kind of like better. I feel like there's always that one commentator that's just like eh, and then that's why the heel commentator is always the one you end up liking more because you're like, wow, I hate this guy, so like I want to hear what he had to say so I can hate it. Yeah. <clears throat> Honestly, like probably one of my favorite commentary pairings was always a uh, girl of monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was good. Like, yeah. Those two were just like. Yeah. Probably my favorite. Like, little bits I've seen with their commentary. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, and I love, you know, don't get me wrong, I love Jim Ross and Jerry Waller, you know, during the attitude yeah. era and stuff, but I just yeah. think the dynamic that uh Monsoon and Heenan had was definitely I think for me was more entertaining. So. Yeah. No, but uh Michael Cole, I'm gonna go rightly rated. So, that's I think my answer on that one. Gotcha. Sounds good. Uh, all right. That's overrated, underrated for this week. Awesome. It actually was pretty good this time, Garrett. You didn't like 
go with like all underrated wrestlers or all overrated wrestlers. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I will say I do like the inclusion of like the commentators and stuff like that too. I just feel like it's such a different element to it. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think about it as like an entertainment standpoint. Yeah, because nobody really talks about like your backstage interviewers or like yeah. your referees and stuff like that. I mean, well, we talk about the referees because Aubrey Edwards sucks balls. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe I'll, start, uh, I'll so, start putting refs in there. Why not? But yeah, but Michael Cole is yeah, he's one of those people that like I would I like him better as like an interviewer, back like a backstage. Yeah. Know? Getting picked on by the wrestler interviewer, uh, <laughs> which he did all right, I guess, until coach kind of stole his job. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like I like I love Corey Graves and like him being a heel is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like he if he wasn't heel, I would hate it. But uh, apparently he's uh Graves has cleared the wrestle. Yeah, I've heard rumor he might wrestle uh uh McAfee at WrestleMania. No, uh, yeah. Oh no, I'm not I was never a boy Graves. <clears throat> As a commentator or a fucking wrestler. Alright, so uh go from there. Let's go over to uh No Holds Bard. You got anything anything good for this week? Uh, XFL's been okay. I don't know if Garrett gets to see any XFL game. Uh, I watched the, was it the St. Louis team score like nine points in a minute and a half? Yep, yep. There you go. Yeah. Actually, well, uh, well, it's, yeah. it's how they do their point system. No, it was 15 points, wasn't oh. it? It was 15 points. Yeah. I think it was. Uh. They do stuff yeah, a little stuff. differently. The rules are a little different, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I was like, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and my cousin and my sister, we picked teams. And uh, my team I picked was the Battle Hawks. Uh, and nice. my cousin had picked uh, the Brahmas. So it was nice to, uh, for you know, us to get a win over them. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all seen Megan yet? Oh. Uh, I plan on watching it tomorrow with my kids they want to I've see not watch it yet i do not like creepy doll shit okay. all right well you know my son wants to watch it it's like seven uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somehow, somehow it got rented on my amazon prime i don't know who the hell rented it um but it's been like sitting there Little, little, do you know, like, Carl. Probably, little do you know Carl has your Amazon Prime? <laughs> it was no, probably probably. One of my, that was probably one of the kids like hitting the yeah, wrong yeah. fucking buttons. So, or wanting to watch so it. Last, last time I checked, I had like 14 days to watch it. You know, like apparently it was rented before that because you usually have like 30 days. So, yeah. You, you say that, but you know, Carl, Carl knows that you have kids, so he's just. <laughs> it's like, oh, Amazon Prime. He won't notice. He'll just blame the kids. <laughs> well, I mean, it's on Peacock. So, yeah, Peacock oh, it's on Peacock now? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, nice. that's one of those. 
Nice. Yep. Oh, definitely have to check that out. Uh, oh, what else we got? We got the new Scream movie coming out next month. Kind of excited for that yeah. one. I don't know. I was. I didn't really like the last movie. Kind of hoping they do this one a little better. Like, I didn't like their the like the killer reveal at the end was kind of like meh, but it wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. I felt like I got much like a. I am looking forward to uh, Rise of the Evil Dead, though. Damn. That's uh, coming out in April, so I'm excited for that one. So, that should be good. Hopefully, I don't know. I might not like it either. I thought I was going to like the screen. Because usually you can't go wrong with a screen movie. But yeah. Apparently, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis said that they're not done with Halloween. Apparently, they're uh, looking to do, do some that Halloween. I thought they were like the because I like the uh, I like the Halloween Kills, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna love Halloween because Halloween Kills ended so well, and then Halloween <laughs> fucking ends, fucking suck dog balls. It was dog, so dog balls. <laughs> yeah. It was I still like have not got to watch any of those yet. It was like Halloween 4 or 5. I can't remember which one it was. But it was just like, I'm like, dude, this is so far away from a goddamn Halloween movie. <laughs> I don't like Oh, that's great. Oh, awesome. Uh, let's see. A couple more things on here. Um, there is a awesome store. I know, Gary, you you popped in there. I don't know if you were you in their new location or their old location. I don't remember. For uh, Nerd Bombers. Pro- well, probably their new location because it wasn't that long ago I went. So I, went like, last, yeah. I went like, like next week. Next, like a build a bear. Uh, maybe. I don't. I, I really don't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Dude, you no, know it's all it next build a bear. You built a fucking bear. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like I would have remembered if it was next to a Builder Bear. So it may have been like their old location. But uh, yeah, um, great store, Greensboro, North Carolina. They got a lot of great stuff in there. Um, owner actually, his goal is to be like the largest wrestling figure spot in the state, and he's got a pretty solid um selection. So. Um, I picked up the Elite 98 Demon Finn Balor, which looks fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Grabbed that. I got the uh, the WWE Ghostbusters crossovers. Picked up the whole set of those. They were all loose, but they had all the accessories with them, so pretty psyched for that one. Oh, but just just a great store. So it's nice they selection they of they stuff. Yeah, they had a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff in there. They had like a pretty decent anime section. They had some horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, how much? Just, yeah. How much was the butt plugs? <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends. That depends on what you wanted to plug your butt with. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah, it. Was a pretty, a pretty awesome toy store. So, um, yeah. So pick that stuff up. 
Uh, Amazon, if you miss the uh, Legends uh, Series 14 China, uh, you can snag that on Amazon now for 10 bucks. I just ordered one this morning. Oh, I missed it on clearance. So. Something cool. Amazon's actually got a lot of great deals running right now for some of the elite figures. A lot of stuff range around like $14, $15. There's some ultimates in here for like $18. It's like the, uh, the Ultimate Edition Fiend is $18. A lot of cool deals. So. But that's probably the uh, the best deal they got running right now is at uh, Legends China for $10. So. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, actually, uh, back to Mad Monster Party. There's a one thing that's kind of bugging me about that. So they had Keith David, who does the uh, the voice of Goliath from the Gargoyles cartoon, and he does mm-hmm. like a whole bunch of other stuff. So, like he's um the bad guy in Princess and the Frog, like bunch of other disney movies and all that um so i met him it's kind of like mm-hmm. you know one of the last things that we did after I, you know went through the line for robert england mm-hmm. as i was walking around i saw someone had the the neca goliath figure for like 65 bucks i was like you are out of your fucking mind so i'm walking around again find another table that had him at 25 and there's like he had like two of them so i was like well well, i'm gonna buy this and then go get keith david to sign it so picked up the goliath for 25 and then got keith david's signature on there so i have an autographed uh goliath figure from over the weekend but (laughs) i thought he's gonna say you went back to the table and signed it for like 80. (laughs) 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 oh man (laughs) i love it <laughs> oh man, that dude like that guy that had it for sixty five. Like everything he had was like way overpriced. And, like, nobody was guy. buying. Nobody yeah, was buying guy. shit from his booth. It's like that's that guy at the flea market. Remember, it's like there's like a dude at the flea market that has like all these sun bleach toys that are, like yeah, look like yeah. fucking <laughs> Sid from Toy Story. He's been playing with them, and he's like. Yeah, it's twelve dollars for that fucking action figure that you can't tell who it is. Can't tell what <laughs> it got, is. Uh, Missing some. Flims. I got a couple. Um, and that dude like leaves his shit like he doesn't cover it with like a tent or anything. So if it fucking rains, like everything's getting wet. So you got shit yeah. that's like still in the package, like that's getting drenched in the fucking rain. Like I bought a couple um loose. I think it's he had like a couple loose Ninja Turtles. And like when I bought them, like there was like freaking water in the bag. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, and there's like he had some Power Ranger stuff too that were missing pieces and broken. He's trying to charge like twenty dollars for them. I was like, "Fuck you!" And <laughs> <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Like, I keep moving. Like fifteen dollars for a freaking sun faded action figure. Just shit out of the direct sunlight, dude. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. He sets up in the same damn spot every weekend, too. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, asshole. 
Oh, all right. Let's <laughs> hold barred. Uh, wrestler of the week, Garrett, your pick. What you got for us? Uh, so I decided to go with uh, Johnny Gargano. Ah. And the match I picked was Johnny Gargano versus not his wife at the time, but his wife now, Candice LeRae. Uh, in a I don't remember the name of this company, but it was a a AIW. What's called AIW? <sighs> yeah, <clears throat> it's a pretty good match. I think it's so like I think it's like all Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know that, might like not, a, that might be wrong. It's like so. Atomic something wrestling. I don't fucking remember. Hold on, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. <sighs> it is absolute intense wrestling. My bad. Way off. <laughs> hey, yeah, that'd be. <laughs> what the hell is Keith Lee wearing? Uh, he's trying to be a preacher. And why is his hair lighter? He's trying to be a preacher. He's a preacher. Oh, so bad. So bad. Someone yeah, said he looked like Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, Car- Carl, the other match that I was, uh, yeah. well, I'll say both of you. The other match I was trying to find is save so, it for next week. Uh, no, I thought. Oh, you it's the it's the same wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay, uh, okay. One of the matches I was trying to find is, uh. Uh, Johnny Gargano wrestled Tyler Black, and the first match that they wrestle goes to like a 15 minute time draw. So then they do like a 30 minute Iron Man match, and I could not find it. I wanted to watch it. I was like, this has to be good. But while I was telling you, he had, he, like, you should watch, look it up, the first <coughs> match with him and Tyler Black. Literally, Gargano mm. looks exactly like Matt Hardy. Like, it. Cracked me up. He's got long black hair. He's got like a necklace on. He's actually a lot bigger than he looks now. And even (laughs) in that match with Candace, he looks a lot, a little, quite a bit bigger. So, is it funny to me? But uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The other good part about this match with him and Candace is they have Eddie Kingston on commentary. (laughs) It's pretty funny. <laughs> I've oh, never heard great. of this company, but apparently a lot of guys wrestled for this company. So, are they still um, in business? I have no idea. I, have... I think so. Huh. I don't know, but like I was like going through matches, like Gargano rest for them, Tyler Black, uh, Kevin Steen, Eddie Kingston, uh, right. Ethan Page. Um, <laughs> there was a few other people I had seen too. So, like, there was quite a few people that had wrestled for this company. So, huh. it's interesting. Nice. So, all right. So that's your uh, wrestler of the week, Johnny Wrestling himself, Johnny Gargano. Speaking of Sorry. Johnny's, I uh, I see Johnny Morrison is apparently wrestling for MLW now. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm surprised they didn't like call him like 
Johnny Underground? Johnny Underground, but no, he's uh, John Hennigan, actually using his real name. Like, completely, like, ruined the gimmick. (laughs) Way to go, MLW. (laughs) (laughs) They could have called him, like, Johnny Azteca, or at least could have kept him as, like, Johnny Mundo. Yep. Oh, well. Oh, awesome. All right. Theme of the week, Carl, your pick. What you got for us? Um, I was going to go Undertaker, but I think we've already done Undertaker. Like, I think, have we done all this fucking by now? Um, I don't remember. I know we've done like one, one or two maybe, but I don't remember which ones those were. Mm, okay. I think we've done the um I think we've done the American Badass one, the uh, the Kid Rock version. I think it's the only one we've done actually. Have we done the Ministry of Darkness one? We haven't done that one. Let's do that one. Dome Giente. Awesome. Alright, so there we go. Ministry of Darkness Undertaker theme. Wrestler of the Week, Johnny Gargano. I think that covers everything so sweet guess that's gonna do it for us for this week so thank you guys for checking us out as always uh, we do appreciate it i just guys are sticking with us um yeah so on behalf of myself christy matthews garrett g money mun and the tennessee jesus carl crossland it's episode 175 of the wrestle again podcast we'll catch you all next week later marks Matt Cardinal is a bitch. <laughs> Edges, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>